Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 343. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Be adventurous, be enterprising, and triumph. Aloha, Fire Nation. Who doesn't want affordable legal protection? With LegalZoom, you've got it. Just ask one of the dozens of companies on the Inc. 500 list. Go to LegalZoom.com, find the service that's right for you, and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Our other sponsor is 99designs, the place to go for your logo, web, or merchandise designs for your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash FIRE to get $99 of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Brant Cooper. Brant, are you prepared to ignite? Let's light it up, John. Yeah. Brant helps organizations, both big and small, innovate. He is the co-author of the New York Times bestseller, The Lean Entrepreneur, and is a sought-after speaker, advisor, and mentor. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Brant, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Sure, John. Thanks for having me. So. You know, there's this lean startup movement that that came out of Silicon Valley uh, years ago. I think you've had uh, Eric Reese, who wrote the lean startup, yep. on your podcast before. And uh, I'm lucky enough that uh, I was doing something similar and am riding that lean startup wave where we're teaching uh, entrepreneurs of startups uh, as well as those inside of large businesses. Um, how to create value and eliminate the, the waste in doing that. And so I wrote a book called The Lean Entrepreneur that is really more of the how-to rather than the why, which I think Eric covered uh, brilliantly. And so uh, I'm fortunate enough now, uh, now after, uh, after the publication of that book to travel around the world and, and teach people who are trying to create new value uh, how to do that uh, as efficiently as possible. Um, so so that's that's what... That's what the Lean Entrepreneur is all about. Awesome stuff, Brandon. Give us a little personal background. So I, uh, you know, did some uh, startups in the Bay Area in the late '90s and in 2000s, and you know, had a, a little bit of success and a lot of uh, crushing f- failure as well. <laughs> uh, and and so uh, was really a consultant uh, doing marketing. Um, I started over on the tech side and did professional services and product management. So I, I've sort of touched, I think, in all sorts of dif- different areas and in, in growing businesses. And, and so it's that broad experience that I think, uh, you know, really what I bring to the table. And, and again, it's really, it's really about learning from the failures and, and, and trying to, uh, duplicate the successes. And, and, and I think that that's what, uh, that's what moves us forward, right? Absolutely, Brent. And I can't wait to talk about your crushing failures. I know that may sound a little morbid, but there's so much to be learned there. But before we get into all of that, I really want to take a step back and just say, first and foremost, I love your book. It is a phenomenal book. I recommend it to every entrepreneur that talks to me about starting a new business, just like I do recommend past guest Eric Reese's The Lean Startup, because we now live in a world, Fire Nation, where the longer you can create 
and make your runway, the better chance you have to succeed and to survive in the ups and the downs and the failures and the challenges that face every single entrepreneur. And Brant lays out a game plan and it's so valuable on so many levels and it can save you before you even start. It can save you from yourself. And I love the principles. I continue to apply them to Entrepreneur on Fire in so many different ways. But Brant, before we dive even more into the lean entrepreneur and everything along those lines, what I really want to talk about is a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. 12th century Japanese spiritual leader named uh, Dogen says, if you are unable to find the truth right where you are, where else do you expect to find it? And to me, this is, this is sort of a no matter where you go, there you are type of quote. Right. And I, I think it's, you know, I've had this issue in my past and, and I expect others have had it as well that we often look externally for the answers. We look externally for, uh, you know, where, where, where am I going to get, uh, my ideas or my motivations or how am I going to change my life? And, and it's, a, a, we sit back sometimes and we wait for it to happen. And, and I think that this quote that I, I just, I actually have to say it over and over to myself. It's a way for me to keep grounded in what I'm doing on a daily basis is that, you know, no matter where you go, there you are. Uh, the truth is is right where you are right now, right today, and and you have to make those things happen. Love that. And Brant, break it down and see if you can give us an actual real example from your life. It could be recent, it could be years ago, where you actually did apply this mentality, this mantra. Well, so, you know, kind of a fun example. I'm, I'm really active in uh, the San Diego startup ecosystem. Uh, it's, I believe it's important that that we create value uh, regionally on a regional basis. You know, back in the nineties, everybody flocked to Silicon Valley and, and that's really what helped create the bubble that we suffered from uh, a few years ago. Uh, And, and so I was participating in the local ecosystem here and I was, uh, I was a mentor at one of the legacy institutions here. And, and I, and I did that for three years, John, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this cannot be what San Diego really has to offer. There has to be uh, better entrepreneurs here, more entrepreneurs, uh, people that are doing bigger things. And, and I, was, I was sort of dis- disappointed in, in, in what I was seeing and what I was experiencing and who was going to the meetups and, and the type of advice that was given there. <laughs> and I, I have this aha moment. I, you know, I read this quote again and I go, Brant. God, you idiot, you have to go do it yourself. <laughs> right? And so and so I started creating my own meetups. I started a coffee meetup that's, you know, been going on now for three and a half years. And I, I formed this uh, larger tech founders meetup and started bringing these awesome speakers uh, to San Diego from from LA and Silicon Valley and other places because these were the people that the entrepreneurs really wanted to hear from. And I started all these demo nights so these tech founders could could practice demoing their products in front of each other and this thing just took off and um and you know it was i felt like wow i'm really providing 
value to these people now and it's changing and and it's not all changing because of me clearly but there's all sorts of momentum going on but I'm part of that momentum and it was really that it really was that you know just kicking myself and going no you have to go do it yourself <laughs> so I think that that's a, that's actually a rather near term example but it's it's really happened several times in my life well, I love that insight, Brand, because for me, when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, I was in Portland, Maine, and I was blind to the entrepreneurial scene prior to launching my first real entrepreneurial venture. So when I did and I started opening my eyes up and looking around, I was fascinated with all the incredible entrepreneurial things that were going on in this little city up in the northeastern part of this country, Portland, Maine. I was blown away and super impressed. And just two months ago, I personally moved to San Diego. My girlfriend's from San Diego. We moved back together and I could not be more impressed with what you've created down here, Brand, in San Diego, because this is truly a vibrant scene on different proportion that I experienced in Portland, Maine. For me being able to now go out to lunch with Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and Caleb Wojcik from Think Traffic and just kind of rap back and forth about what is going on in this part of the country, this small little segment, San Diego, is really inspiring. So thank you first and foremost for what you've done. I'm excited to continue to watch and to participate in this great San Diego Renaissance entrepreneurial movement that's going on. And the listeners, this whole story is meant to share that look around you. I had no idea that little old Portland, Maine would have this vibrant community of tweet ups and social gatherings and breakfasts and all these different things. It was fascinating and it was fun. And I know there's things going around you, listener, right now. It's just a matter of dialing into it, finding it, and then being a part of it. And like Brand did, really opening his eyes up and starting to make what he wanted. And now he has that fruition. So Brand, you are our spotlighted guest today. We want to talk about your journey. And we don't just want the abstract. We want the story. And you already let it slip that you've had some pretty brutal failures back in your earlier days of being an entrepreneur. Take us back to a time when you did fail, when you did just fall flat in your face. Share with us that moment. And then what lessons did you learn? Happy to share that, John. I left the first startup that I was at I think in, in two th- in two thousand year two thousand, and uh, and actually I, I sort of saw that collapsing. We you know we had some indications of the the dot com crash coming. There were actually several indications, and it's pretty amazing that a lot of us persisted uh, believing in you know. That we it just was, wanted to believe, Brand. Yes, that was all <laughs> on and upwards, right? But there were some pretty good signs, but. Um, I actually left uh, the startup before the crash and I went to found uh, another company and um, and it was based upon, you know, secure messaging. So we were building the secure messaging platform and we uh, we partnered with Hewlett Packard and uh, Hewlett Packard had this amazing technology and it was really around uh, digital signatures and um, the ability to basically say that a piece of content existed in a, in a moment in time and there would, nobody would be able to repudiate that. And so we were partnering up with, with Hewlett Packard and, uh, and, you know, I think we had, a, we, we felt like we had a great market. So we started building up our team. We got a little of in, investment money and assumptions just started laying, layering on top of assumptions about what the future looked like. And so we started spending money um, and it was to tell you the truth on it was before the money was in the bank. And uh, and and I started uh, going out and meeting with customers, which 
actually was, you know, the right thing to do and getting what these letters of intent and the, the rug was pulled out from underneath of us uh, right in the middle as we were, we were hiring this team. And so within six months of starting this project, uh, you know, and I was, it was pretty classic. I had the, the new home and, and the, uh, a wife and a young child. And, um, and so it was, it was, uh, I, I couldn't really afford to flat, uh, fall flat on my face. And the rug got pulled out from underneath us. The funding was suddenly gone. The product that we, from HP was gone. And I don't know if you recall, but this was in Hewlett Packard's days when they were, the whole culture of that company was changing. Um, and, and the dot com then followed and just crashed. And suddenly, there I was, uh, really no job, no company left, um, no funding for the company, laying off all of the people that were in that company. And, um, and wow, you know, there I, there I was, uh, mortgage, a uh, young kid, second one on the way. Well, what I want to talk about now, Brand, because that's such a powerful scene, and that's one thing that stops so many entrepreneurs from ever becoming entrepreneurs is that terrified vision of all of a sudden having the rug pulled out, being left alone out there, feeling like you're on a desert island with nobody to support you, having the kid, the wife, the big mortgage payment, and no money coming in and all that wasted time and effort. So we want to continue from that point because this is where we really learn is that that worst case scenario that did happen to you that everybody's so terrified about and often stops them from even starting is not that bad. It's bad, but it's not so bad where you were never able to regain your footing, regain your focus and move forward. So share with us how you did regain your focus, how you did regain your footing. What was your next major step that picked you up off the ground and started moving you forward to your next destination? The biggest lesson I had had up to that point in my life, I don't know, seven years prior to that, I upped and quit my job because I was not happy with where I was. And, 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 and I did it when, again, when I didn't really have a safety net. And what I found when I did it that first time was that I could believe in myself and that I didn't, there was nothing that was going to stop me. And it was really, I was a, I was pretty young when I did that. And a matter of fact, what I did is I went in and wrote a novel for a couple of years. So I completely, I completely dropped out. I, I went from a pretty high paying first job out of college to just completely dropping out and, and living uh, a pretty a happy life, but not one with a lot of material goods, right? But it was enough to sustain me. And I was following a dream. And it was this empowering moment in my life that it was, it was me. It was, I, I could depend on me, right? It was the truth of where I was at that moment was me. And, and so when that, when I fall, fell flat again on my face, it was, it was me. And, and what I was able to do was uh, go to a partner who had uh, started um, that business with me and he had another endeavor going. And I said, listen, this is what I'm, this is what I can do for you. I can start a, uh, an enterprise part of your business 
And um, I, this is what I think I can do for you. And this is how long it, uh, it will take. And, and this company was a software company and, and sort of a boutique software play and earned a few million dollars a year in revenue. And within four years, I had grown that to, to nearly $20 million in revenue for that company. And so I guess it really is, you, you are your own safety net, right? And, and I think that it was going up and selling that. And once I realized that inside of me, I have that, then I can then go sell that. That's what, that's what being an entrepreneur actually is, is, is knowing what's inside of you and, and, and you're, you're creating value out of that and you're selling that value. Great insights, Brand, and it's so critical for Fire Nation to really take in the fact that you are the author of your own book. You are the captain of this own ship that you are driving. You don't need to be caught in this river of life. You really can take the oars and go forward with it. So I love the fact that you did that time and time again, Brand, and here you are talking about this really incredible journey here today. So let's continue talking about this journey right now by moving to the other end of the spectrum. Yes, we fall on our faces as entrepreneurs. It happens all the time and we pick ourselves up and we move forward. But we also have these inspiring light bulb aha moments. Share one of those stories with us, Brand. Tell us that story and how do you take that light bulb moment and turn it into success? Steve Blank wrote a book called The Four Steps to the Epiphany. And uh, when I read that book, uh, one of the epiphanies in there, uh, he summarizes this way. A smart startup is not a small version of a big company. And I think that that was an aha moment for me. I had spent my whole career uh, running or uh, helping startups. And I think what a lot of us do inside of startups is we try to mirror what a large business is doing. And, and I know that in one of the companies that I was at, I made that mistake and I spread the company too thin and we were successful, but it was really stressful on my staff. And I think that maybe we didn't hit as big a home run as we might have if we had focused. And I think that the, that lesson, a startup is not a small version of a big company, allowed me to reanalyze how I was helping startups and reanalyze how one actually goes to market. And you know, I, I have this story that I tell that uh, I think it's in the book as well. We look at these startups where uh, they've already reached, you know, their tipping point and the boulder is is rolling down the hill, the success. This and we, and we look at it and we go, wow, look how big their market is and they're hugely successful and, and they've got all of this momentum and it just, just happened overnight, right? And, and what we don't see is – you know, the, the Cepheus rolling the boulder up the hill for years in preparation um, for this success. And, and so it's all about, John, it's all about focus. It's about understanding your customers deeply and focusing on uh, a well-defined uh, sub-segment that then you create tremendous value for. And, and then the company does start growing organically because these people that are passionate about your products are telling other people. They're putting people in the top of your marketing funnel without you spending a dime on, on marketing. And I think that my more recent successes in that way uh, probably was my, was my first self-published book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Customer, Customer Development, 
which was actually a cheat sheet to that same book I just mentioned, The Four Steps to the Epiphany. And my co-author, Patrick Glaskovitz, and I understood our market segment deeply. And, and we actually practiced our, our own, uh, what we preach and, and uh, did customer development on our market and dove in deep to understand them and, and built a book around what they needed and what would provide them a tremendous amount of value. And that, and that self-published book did tremendously well. And it's really because people, there was no fluff in it. It, it created value for the people that were in that market segment. And, and so this is the lessons that I continue to teach uh, entrepreneurs and that I continue to practice, practice myself. See, Brand, I love that visualization of pushing that boulder up the other side of the hill. Because so often when we hear about a company and when we see that they're rocking and rolling and all these successes, it's because that big boulder has started rolling down the hill and it just has this momentum and this energy and this vibe that's just great. But there's the other side of the story. It's the other side of the hill. It's that sweat and toil and years of hard work and failures of pushing it up this hill against all odds, having people throwing rocks at you as you're doing it, trying to knock you off pace, finally getting to the top. And guess what? That's not the end of the journey because now the boulder's stuck up there and you need to just push with all your might for longer to even get it starting to roll down that hill. So that's such a great visualization. And you use the word focus and Fire Nation knows that's my favorite word. That's my favorite acronym. Do you, Brant, know the FOCUS acronym? I don't. Follow one course until success. Nice. Have that laser focus. Really be able to look at what you want to do. Put those blinders on. Get rid of all the distractions, all this white noise that's all around us, and just get to the heart. What was the heart of Entrepreneur on Fire? Being able to put out one high-quality interview with an inspiring and successful entrepreneur seven days a week. I focus on that and nothing else brand. And once I got that part rolling, once I got that ball rolling down the hill, then I could step back because the momentum's going. I don't have have to be pushing anymore. It's already going. And I can focus on some other things and grow my brand and grow my business. But it took that initial focus. And that's what entrepreneurs need to really step back and say, what am I willing right now to focus on to get this momentum going? And Brant, what I want to turn our focus now to is present times because you have a lot of great things going on. I'm thrilled personally being a San Diegan, what you have going on in our city right now in the entrepreneurial sector. But share with us just one thing that's really exciting you right now. What I love right now is that I believe that we're as a, an economy. I go, I go so meta here, uh, John, but I think that we're switching from a wealth creation economy to a value creation economy. And oh, by the way, if you create value, you also create wealth. But, but again, sort of the focus is different. And, and so I'm inspired to go and help people create value. And um, what I'm really excited about is that large enterprises are starting to look at Eric Reese's lean startup stuff very seriously. And so um, I get to help these entrepreneurial people inside of large businesses uh, rediscover uh, creating new value for new markets. And I tell you, uh, these people, John, inside of these large enterprises are as bright and uh, inspiring and entrepreneurial as anybody outside of the large businesses. They've just been handcuffed for years. And so um, I'm really excited about helping them unleash their entrepreneurial talents inside of these large, uh, seemingly, you know, old school dinosaur enterprises. 
they are truly intrapreneurs and they have a lot of value to give to this society. And I'm excited to see where they take these corporations, where they take these dinosaurs that need to either become extinct or become relevant. So I also love your comment oh, by the way, if you create value, you create wealth. And that is so true. And that's how I led with Entrepreneur on Fire. Somebody who I obviously admire a ton, Albert Einstein's famous quote is, try not to become a man of success, but rather to become a man of value. And I think that's what used to happen is people tried to be successful first. And if you take a different approach as an entrepreneur and try to first and foremost create value, then success, then wealth will follow. And that's how I try to run my business. Brand, those are the principles that you talk about in the lean entrepreneur. And it's just great to see that this is really becoming a way of life for entrepreneurs because what does that mean? It means that we're all now creating value and that is of great value. So Brand, I could continue to talk about this because you just have so many incredible insights. The book, The Lean Entrepreneur, says it all and more. So Fire Nation, you need to get on this Brand Cooper train and just start taking in what he's putting out because it's fascinating stuff. And we're going to take a quick second to thank our sponsors. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get ready to be protected. Legally protected, that is. Wait, you didn't think I meant, no, never mind. Are you ready to get protected, Fire Nation? Then let LegalZoom help you do just that. Not only do they offer award-winning services at an affordable price, they'll help you every step of the way. No need to be scared. They've got you covered. LegalZoom services have been developed by the best legal minds in the country, and every business they engage with gets personalized attention. I do want to add a quick disclaimer. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction, but there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value for free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. So let's get protected, legally protected. Protect what's yours today. Visit LegalZoom.com. Our other sponsor, 99designs, is the answer to all your design needs. Do you need a new logo for your business? What about some sweet web design? We could all use some new infographics, Facebook cover pages, and banners. Incredible graphic designers at 99designs are waiting to help you out. They'll work on projects you define, and you'll assign the budget that works for you. There's a lot that goes into starting a new business. The paperwork, legal considerations, personnel, and day-to-day operations... Get some help with the branding and marketing from people who know their stuff. At 99designs, you choose the best submissions for your project and give feedback until results match your expectations. There's a 100% money-back guarantee and stellar 24-7 support. Visit 99designs.com slash fire today for a $99 power pack of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Brand, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a great plan. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I was waiting for the magic to happen to me, or I was seeking permission to go off and, and, and do it. Uh, waiting for that aha moment. And of course, the aha moment was, you can't wait for the aha moment. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, what's the best advice you've ever received? 
One of my favorite adages is the best way to kill a bad product is great marketing. I think it was originally, uh, I don't remember who said it, but it was great <laughs> advertising. One of the things that I really have to work on myself and, and with other entrepreneurs is how do you build a product that people are going to be passionate about? So how do you provide that value? And really, you know, don't try to hit the gas pedal. Don't really try to blow up your marketing until you've, you've, you've achieved that. So, Brant, what's one specific action that our listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? I've got a, an unusual idea, maybe, and, and I want to tie it back to something that we talked uh, earlier. I, I encourage your listeners to go to meetup.com and find where their customers are hanging out. Meetup.com is this amazing underutilized resources where you can find your customers and they're meeting together once a month, once every couple months. And I am a big advocate of going and meeting your customers in person and talking to them and, and finding out what problems that they have. And so I'm guessing that if your listeners go and look at their local meetup.com, they're going to find their customers hanging out together somewhere. Love that. Do you have an internet resource brand like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with Fire Nation? I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say it's meetup.com. <laughs> uh, so uh, again, the, the, there's, uh, there's meetups that are going on and the customers are there and, and I, want, I want your listeners to go and meet. You know, in, in this day and age, all of these internet technologies uh, sometimes mean that we don't go talk to our customers. Uh, you know, I joke that there's engineers have this great capability of building products that make it so they don't have to talk to their customers, you know, survey products, ask your target market.com. So I want to, I want to flip it and, and I want people to use a piece of technology meetup.com to find out where their customers are living and hanging out and, and they should go and hang out with them. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com slash Brant Cooper. Brant, if you could recommend one book for our listeners besides The Lean Entrepreneur, which will definitely be linked up in the show notes, what would it be? You know, I love Nicholas Nassim Taleb's uh, Black Swan. That book taught me so much about why we think the way we do and and. Uh, really led me to, towards uh, speaking and writing about the myth of the visionary and the, the way that we create narratives by linking up facts in, in the past. And that's all well and good. But linking up those uh, facts and creating this narrative is not necessarily how you predict the future. And it really does get back to what you said earlier, John, about creating your own narrative. And so, uh, that book to me was just opened my eyes about why we think the way we do. Um, and when we look then towards the future, it's our responsibility to, to create our own narrative. Love that. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book or any book you desire for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So, Brant, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter 
taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would go to WordPress and start writing. And then I would go to Twitter and I would start sharing what I'm writing. I think that that's how you can create a community of people that get value from what you're writing. And I think that I wouldn't necessarily worry about how to monetize that until after I had found, you know, found my tribe, found the people that, uh, that find value in, in my writing. And then maybe there would be a way to build products that also would create value for those same people. So that's, that's, that's what I would do. I get, I think, it's it's what you it's what you do, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big believer in content creation, giving a ton of value away for free. Brand, that's what you do on a consistent level. That's what I do here at Entrepreneur on Fire, and I think it's a great takeaway for the listeners today. And Brand, I have just really enjoyed hearing your journey, everything that you have going on. And let's just finish by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. The parting advice is is to not rely on technology to talk to your customers. Go meet them in person or or at the very least uh, talk to them on the phone and don't talk about your solution. Talk about talk about what problems they have that you can solve. So make it about them, not about you. Um, I can be found pretty easily uh, Brant Cooper on Google. That's me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, and my website is movestheneedle.com movestheneedle.com. Well, Brant, Fire Nation is just well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. Go to the podcast tab. Brant is hanging out in the archives. And Brant, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John podcastersparadise.com. Learn to create your podcast. podcastersparadise.com. Learn to grow your audience. podcastersparadise.com. Learn to get great guests. podcastersparadise.com. Learn to monetize. podcastersparadise.com. Engage with other podcasters. podcastersparadise.com. Access private webinars with today's top experts podcastersparadise.com. Get the picture? Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 